what is going on everybody we are back with a brand new show a part of the real fans feed and this is the first episode of real fans fc um obviously all you guys know me but let me introduce the new co-host adam introduce Yo. yourself yep my and tyler Yo, what's up? Oh, wait <laughs> <laughs> all right go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> uh well we all know each other from uh working at inter miami so uh we just thought it would be a good idea to start this podcast so we brought in some fresh faces tyler you want to go yo what's going on guys it's inter miami here but that's just the mls teams we all got our own european squads you know me oh yeah yeah, I Tyler, think it's pretty obvious with, fan. <laughs> with what's behind me right now. I think it's pretty yeah. obvious my European club. It's a little blurry, but what is it for the audio listener? Arsenal. Arsenal. The current league leaders, but we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> it's a good year for Adam, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> after a lot of but... pain. Doing my league. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Tyler? I said it's a good year for you in La Liga, just not European competitions. Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, um, you guys know my team in Europe is Barca. Um, but we're all Inter-Miami fans, obviously. And speaking of Inter-Miami, let's talk about the first week of MLS. Um, obviously, this was a big year for MLS. There was the brand new Apple deal. We all got to see the first look, kind of got to mess with it, deal with it. Um Overall, what I thought, I thought it was pretty cool. Obviously, there's some kinks to work out. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think of it so far? Um, oh, I want to, you know, first, I want to talk about the negatives because there were definitely right. a few that comes to mind. I don't um, know. <laughs> <laughs> we lost that for a second. He's back. Yeah. Um, I don't like... Uh, you know, I'm sure they have top teams and teams that, you know, they, you know, they have their hierarchy, but I did not like our commentators, at least for the Inter-Miami game. Um, thought it was very bland, lackluster. There were some audio glitches at times um, on the TV because it was just so bright. Uh, some people who were not at the game, Inter-Miami game, were complaining because of the jerseys. They were like, I couldn't tell who scored. Uh in person, it wasn't so bad, but, you know, that was definitely an issue. Um, and then my biggest issue has to be um, the highlight system. You know, I, I understand they want to keep everything on Apple TV, but not having highlights the way they used to with the MLS posting all the highlights on YouTube right after the game. I think you're going to lose out on a lot of fans there who just want to, you know, see what's going on. You got some of the clubs. I noticed uh, DC United posted their highlights. Um, so hopefully we get more of that. But it's it's uh i'd like to see them take a broad approach and not just close it all into apple but that's just the negatives i think there's uh, a lot of potential especially with the money involved yeah i yeah. thought inner miami had the worst broadcast out of anybody sadly <laughs> it's, it's like of course like of course us that's kind of like, what i was thinking it? too even, from even what I've what I've seen like, on like the highlights, like it didn't seem bad for everyone else. It actually seems okay. It didn't seem so bad, but it was like, why why do they mess up our broadcast so much? <laughs> but even like St. Louis being the newest team, like we like ours was so bad. Like our commentating, I felt was so dry. Like even whenever we took like a good shot on goal, or even when we scored a goal, it was just like yeah, it's, like I said, it was very bland. You know, but I it's always going to feel like that when you go from Ray Hudson. 
I was I was about to say that I think we went from having probably the best commentator in the league to having whoever the hell that was. It, it was it, yeah, I agree. It was so boring. And then on top of that, like you said, the it was like overset, like not saturated, but like the brightness was just way too high, like to where the pink almost looked white. Um, no other streams looked like that. It was terrible. It so was I, terrible. So, so at first I was like, you know, you know, so they just they gotta work it out. They gotta find some consistency. Um definitely was you could tell there was a difference in quality between our broadcast and other broadcasts um but hopefully they'll they'll improve upon that because we need fans of all clubs to be able to have the same experience i thought that's what this is going to be about so if they can't figure that out in a few weeks then a lot of more people are going to be complaining and they're not going to get people signing up yeah and i think another thing too was that i Apparently, too, our, our radio broadcast. I didn't obviously for some reason, which I don't know why, but like you also can't get the feed on your radio broadcast either on the replay. You can only get it live. And even what people were saying who watched it, they said that our radio broadcast had like hot mics and stuff that when Karen Gibbs came on for the pregame that like you could barely understand anything he was saying. And I'm like, bro, we're just like so bad right now. And yet we're the team that's supposed to be linked with Messi, But yet, like we can't even like clean up our act oh yeah absolutely yeah and then i will say the one last negative we can talk about the positives is just like the being able to find the match replay was a nightmare it took me forever to figure it out Uh, tyler tried (laughs) tyler was struggling he was messaging in our group chat yeah i gave up i just i just went on to our club and then it said last match and i said all right i'll try that and it worked but that was the way to do it is just to go to the club but I, it was difficult at first. It sent me to like a, I think it was seven and a half minute like video of just like yeah like the highlight starting lineups and then it was like yeah just the highlights and then it was it and then I had to like go down and find like the button to give you like five different options and that's then the- funny because I couldn't even find the highlights and then here you are getting the highlights and you can't <laughs> find the full match. Well, so so the highlights took the next day. So once the next day came, you could the replay button. Which doesn't make any sense to me. Why not just add the second button? Because yeah, if you tried to, if you went to the match right after, like that same night, it would be the replay. But then the next morning, it switched it to the recap. And I found the replay based off when I watched the recap. When you hit down to like info, and like up next or whatever, it showed the replay there. I didn't even know the other route that Tyler found until like a couple hours later. I found it through that way, and then I just went to like continue watching when I didn't finish it. But I mean, like I said, they're still working out the kink, so hopefully it can um, get good. Did you guys get a chance to see any of the national MLS stuff? I didn't get a chance to see the 360 show, but I did see um, the wrap up show they did the I think the following day. And that was pretty good. I thought they did a really good job, like a 30 minute show, just like wrapping up everything that happened. Yeah, you know, the, 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 I think that has to be one of their biggest positives i think so far with their their overall coverage when they do even the team profiles that they did i thought even though they weren't very showy and they're just kind of two people talking they you know i'll be honest i i i actually really like andrew weeby so the fact that they have him back for for apple tv is great i think he's actually one of the better americans who does who does uh 
specifically MLS. I think he's an MLS guy. So it's it's good to have those kinds of people, you know, who who've been there and who've been talking about the MLS for years now. They're not just throwing in some some new people because they got flashy money. They're they're giving us the guys who who actually know what they're talking about and are bringing you know what we want to hear. Yeah, no, I I didn't catch I didn't catch the wrap up. I uh, caught a little bit of the three sixty. The three sixty view is dope. Um, but I don't know. All in all, though, like based on this topic, though, like they have we have a ten year deal, right, with Apple TV. Yeah, they have that killer. They have that killer, nice studio. I mean, I know it's a studio. That studio is nice. Yes, that's one of that's that's probably. Like, like I'm not even like joking. That's like one of saying, the best studios like, in sports. Like they got the money with really them. Good. They got they got them. That's the a, a big positive is the money behind it. Yeah, is the production. Even if they have some kinks, they're gonna figure it out. They're gonna try and boost that production value to where it should, where we know it should be for Apple. Yeah, and I know it's only been a week, but they obviously have time to work out their kinks. I just hope they do, especially being a ten year deal. So. I think their goal in like five years from now is they're going to have like a show, a national show, like every day of the week leading up to the week. And then teams are probably because teams are also tasked with building their own studios and creating their own content. I think Inter Miami is actually going like going above and beyond. Like they created a whole set and everything to do pregames and whatnot. Um, it, it it was kind of hard to find like the pregame show, not the pregame, the uh, the like the lead up like the previews, the match previews, because you had to like go to the specific game. But I was hearing a lot of people flame in the 360 show because of the commercials and like goals are being scored during the commercials. And then also um, they were talking too much. They were talking too much. And then I don't know if you guys saw it on Twitter. There's this like iconic screenshot of like they put the camera on all the all the analysts staring at the screen but not the actual game itself. So like, it's like somebody standing in front of the TV. I thought that was so stupid and, and people were roasting him for it. Well, they should be because they have an easy standard. They just, I mean, NFL red zone does it perfectly. And any sport who wants to do the same thing, they just have to copy that. That's it. That's all you have to do. You know, there's no secret formula there. You don't have to be special. You don't have to be creative. Just do that. That's what people want. So that's what the show I, needs to be. And, and I, I didn't catch like it, adding, but that, I did see what you were talking about. I didn't catch yeah. the show, but I, I saw that and I heard the, the complaints. So I can't speak too much on that. But and I get like adding like Apple's got to make money back some way or another. Even though to me, I think this is a test for like something bigger that they're trying to pull. I don't know if it may be like MLB or like Premier League or whatever. I think they're using MLS as a test testing bed, but. um like you shouldn't have commercials like it should be like i mean even the nfl which is known for having the most commercials out of any sport red zone is the one thing you can go to to watch nothing it's just pure football constantly and mls should be the same way and not to cut you off but especially being a paid prescription unless you have like um t-mobile obviously but like it being a paid subscription and then you still have like commercials interrupting it like nfl red zone is a paid subscription and there's no commercials so it's like you know what i mean i don't really understand i don't know how much the mls season passes because i have t-mobile obviously so i don't know but i mean yeah i'd be pissed off if i'm paying 
let's say 99 for the whole year. It, it is somewhere around that. It's like 100 bucks. It's nine it's 99 with no app if you have no Apple subscription, yeah, yeah. no Apple TV subscription and then it's 80 if you do have an Apple TV subscription. Yeah, it's like eight, it's so. like 15 10 20 bucks cheap or something like that. But plus you, you have, have the point. games People... and the other shows to put yeah, commercials. Yeah. You have the half times, you have yeah, the other Exactly. Like exactly. Half time that's what it's for. Pre-games, you, know? you have the pre-games to do your other shows like that are throughout the week like Put an ad middle of there. Like I'd rather you do that. But people complain about that. That's game. something that you know. It's not just Apple. I've heard people complaining. Um, I don't know if you guys have been into it, but they've uh, the recent Rolex Twenty Four Hour was on Peacock for American viewers, and people were 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 paying who pay for Peacock were switching, going on their VPN and switch, switching to like Europe so they could watch it on the official IMSA feed. And there were way fewer ads. It was just, it was incessant. It was every like five, 10 minutes They're They're like, all right, we'll come back. And people were like, I pay for this. So it's, it's something that you, you need to find a balance. If you're going to need to do commercials you and people are paying for the service, you got to figure out your, your medium. Yeah. I think we could all say, I think we all generally loved it. It's honestly awesome to see the league actually get covered like this. Though, like, it's unlike anything we've ever seen before. Like, it's a lot of potential. It's, yeah. And, like, like I said, if you can f- make it like a true network and fill out the weeks, I do agree with you on the YouTube thing. You, you can't abandon your YouTube. Like, that is so huge. I mean, dude, you can look at any other sports league out, like soccer or any other. Like, YouTube is such a driving force for, like, yeah, look at YouTube is such a driving force for, like, highlights. They started posting it's millions on of views. Mm-hmm. Millions. Even. Even like the Premier League, where you have Peacock, like they have extended highlights, fifteen minute highlights. Like, I do think MLS should have a little. I would like to see longer highlights. Personally, I like the fifteen minute highlights. I feel like I get a little bit more out of it than just the seven. But, um, nonetheless, it's still pretty awesome. But let's get into the games itself. So, obviously, we had the brand new expansion club, St. Louis. Did you guys get to see any of the highlights for this game, or like see anything? I did see Obviously, some there of the was highlights. one big, big error that happened on that. Yeah, game. Um, it was it was one of the first highlights that I watched, so I'm not super fresh on them. But I, you know, I'm very, very impressed. Austin is a, a great team, so to win, you know, you know how hard it is with with expansion teams, all expansion teams uh, coming in. You know, it's, it's it may seem like it's easy, and you have all these players handed to you and all these big signings, but it's tough to get your foot in the in the ground. You know, you when you're just starting out, you have to build that identity, that club identity. You know, you look at teams across Europe who are rediscovering their form, like Arsenal. You know, it's because they have come together and they believe that they can win. When you're a new team, there's a lot of question marks. So the fact that they can come out there against a, a proven Austin side, and and just get and sneak out that dub, that's a big thing for them. They 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 may not be the greatest team in the league, but they're showing that they belong. And you know, there's nothing better than you can ask for for an expansion team to win a game like that. Also, I don't know if you guys saw like the fan like the the hype oh. around the team in St. Louis. It's great. They have they have a thirty thousand um people wait list for season tickets that you don't see that kind of stuff sold, sold up. Europe. that's yeah, european I mean, levels 
They sold out season tickets in under a minute. That is wild. Like, I think they said something about... On the whenever we were leaving the stadium, I think I told you, yeah, I think it was like sixty three thousand were sold, and I think that was like included the waiting list as well. So that yeah. is wild. That that is that isn't like Adams like that is Europe like these it new is. franchises that are coming in like have not disappointed. Honestly, like you have Austin coming in with strong fan bases, Charlotte coming in breaking the attendance record seventy five thousand. Also, speaking of Charlotte, real quick. Just had the highest attendance for the league uh, last past week was sixty nine thousand. Like Atlanta, like That's Nashville, deep. like it's it's wild. Like how like these cities you would never think would be big soccer cities, and uh, it's awesome. But like back to the game, um, obviously Austin made errors. Austin should be a better team. I think a lot of people are worried about them, but I don't think they should be. Um, obviously that. That the defender, I'm, my mind's on a blank on him. He ended up passing it back straight to the attacker, and just he just took a one on one shot with him and the goalie, and he he buried it. But I don't know if you guys saw the 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 third goal from St. Louis, their new uh, striker Klaus. I'm not yeah. sure where he comes well, from. He's Brazilian. He's Brazilian. Man, I, well, at least according to Font Mom, they said he's Brazilian, but with the name of Klaus, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, wonder when your family arrived. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but man, he hit the outside of the foot, like cross the goal. That yeah, was that, that I did. And that I do remember seeing. I mean, that's just crazy for them. That was that was absolute class. Um, a lot of people are predicting that he's going to really take off in the league this year. But that that was awesome. Uh, Tyler, yeah. what you get out of the game? Did you see it? Uh, I didn't see it, no, but um, I did see, obviously, I saw Charlotte's second and third goals, the second being that mistake um, from Austin, passing it back, and I think right then and there, that gave them the spark they really needed to find that third goal. Um, I didn't see the first, so I don't really know, but, I mean, St. Louis being the newest team, I know uh, there was a few academy players. Like I think the defender that passed it back from Austin was a St. Louis Academy player, as a matter of fact. And, um, you know, St. Louis well-deserved three points. I don't really see why fans are really worried about Austin, especially given their performance last season. They were definitely holding it down. I think they were, what, top three in the – top three two. in their – Top two, two in the – second, yeah. Yeah, and May Champions League, and people are having them as title contenders. I you mean, have I think nothing are, to worry about with with Driusi on your team. Nothing oh to God, worry about. Guy, he's my he's my MVP pick. I already know Tyler's luscious over Hany Mukhtar, but like to me, Driusi is next level, bro. That guy, he he is my MVP pick by far. Like, but that like like I said, great job by Austin. Um. Or St. Louis. So, St. Louis. <laughs> oh, sorry, St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. Great, job. <laughs> Great job by St. Louis. Um, now I was talking to, I don't know if you got, I got to catch, obviously MLS as a whole this past week had crazy last minute goals. Very few games, I think maybe outside of the Miami game and can't think of another one, uh, Nashville, New York game. Everything came down within the last 10 minutes. And this one was one of them, the Atlanta game. Thiago Amada bags in two goals in the 90th extra time minutes. Absolutely insane. What both from outside the box, one a free kick. The dude is unreal. He is the first 
MLS player to win active MLS player to win a World Cup. Granted, he didn't really play that much outside of some like garbage time minutes. But nonetheless, it's still a big accomplishment to even have a guy picked to be a part of a World Cup squad. I think that is a big deal and should be celebrated. He was especially being the highest. Yeah. And he was the biggest incoming transfer purchase ever for MLS. I believe he came in at 19 million. Um, but do you guys think, yeah, do you guys think he will be here come summertime? That's an interesting one. Um, if he he played amazing if, last if he night, continues if he summer. plays like that almost every game then there's no chance he stays in the MLS. I mean he's 22 years old. I mean like you said like you said called up to the World Cup at, at 22 years old. That's not because he's you know some veteran who just deserves to be there. One years old actually. He's, yeah, it's because he is seen by the coach and by the federation as someone who is you know part of the future you got to get those types of players in into the world cup and getting some minutes, even if it is garbage time. So I think that's a big thing for, for him. And, you know, even if he hasn't played that much, you got to think what kind of confidence does he have right now coming off of being a part of that team representing your country and having that gold medal around your neck now coming to the MLS as this, you know, one of the superstars, you, you know, you have the world at your feet. Even if it's just the MLS, you feel like you perform here at a high level and you're, you have a career at the very top. Especially with the, tra- the outgoing transfers. I think MLS had the third, when it comes to va- value, had the third most outgoing transfers in the world in terms of money. Yeah, they've been like exporting that. a lot of players. And you got to think with a 22-year-old, this isn't some old player. 21 year old as you said that they're just bringing over um to live out the rest of his career that's that's money that's they're going to get back if they sell him that 19 million if he if he's good enough to go over europe you think he's going for anything less than 20 million no way no way so so that value is there europe he, he could have right. went straight to europe you're right and the fact that he chose mls was huge I mean, I think he's not going any less than thirty million. Yeah, and, and I'm sure he's making good people money. Stay, and I'm I sure can see this some, happening. Some good money by being in the MLS too. Yeah, I really think if he if he scores six more goals, that man's out of here by June and July. If he scores, especially if he scores like those, six more goals, especially oh, like those. Yeah. I mean, but that yeah, he's a and special like, player. And like five five more assists. Like, let's put it like dude, this: the dude is. He sticks around the entire season, and he will definitely give Drew C a run for your money for MVP. At a number ten position too. Given given that he performs consistently, like oh, of course, of course, that's you know that's what we're talking about. You yeah. know, giving Nikki, yeah. you know, but but I but I think that I don't I don't see why he wouldn't. Um, the confidence is high. Like I said, you just came off one of the, probably one of the greatest moments of any player's career winning a world cup and it's that natural progression too because i mean even last year when i saw him come in i watched a few games i didn't watch every atlanta game but i watched him here they're obviously in the eastern conference um he looked solid he wasn't like mind-blowing yet but he was still 20 years old coming yeah. over to a new league that is drastically different 
from Argentine and Argentine league. So, and now he's like, said, so seems to find his footing. I did see a question posted up on Twitter and I kind of, I thought it was a good topic to bring up. It was by the handle MLS moves. He said, who do you think will sell more? Ricky Pooch or Thiago Amada? Because Ricky Pooch, if he keeps on playing like he's playing, he's going to get sold again. He's going to get sold over. Yeah, for sure. Um, he said he thinks Ricky Pooch is going for like $40 million, which yeah. I think is really high. And he has Pooch being more valuable than Thiago Amada. I don't think that at all. I think Pooch might go for 20 mil if he continues to play how he plays. And given his history, and I think Thiago Amada, because he's such an unknown and he has had no downside so far and the sky's just the limit, he's going to be like 30 plus. Yeah, I th- I think in terms of potential, and I think you look at what clubs in Europe have been spending on on players like that. I think uh, Thiago is 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 definitely the the player with um, the most upside. If you if you were going to ask me from a, a a chief scouting standpoint, um, at least at least if you look at value, you know, winning international experience, even if it's not a lot. That's that's worth a lot, it is, and youth is worth a lot. Um, it, I just this I just think there's too many factors. Yeah, I mean Ricky Pooja is still young too. I think Ricky Pooja's situation was a little different though. Obviously, Amada coming from the Argentine, big like Barca, you know what I mean. I kind of it's a little different. Ricky Pooja was kind of thrown in with the Wolves and Barca and, you know what I mean? He wasn't established as, you know, Pedri or Gavi necessarily, but I mean, definitely the Argentinian league is definitely easier than La Liga for sure. But Ricky Cruz also played really, really well his first year in MLS, but I'm not saying Almada's not either, but I think they both can probably go for give or give or, you know, give or take. It'd be like a five, 10 million difference or about the same because Ricky Pooj has been playing really, really good. And I think he just needed like a less, you know what I mean? Like a less competitive league than like La Liga or even just smaller club than Barca. I think he could have thrived at like a real Sociedad in La Liga or something like that. Yeah. You know, so, he needed a time oh, yeah, to marinate. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, he definitely I, seems I, like one I, of those I think some players. I think some clubs might rate the fact that he came from Barca and he pushed for first team minutes. I think, and then the fact that he comes over here and tears it up, it's just a matter of like the emotional part, the the off the field stuff. I think a lot of people are worried about like how much does he care? How much does he like? I don't think that'll be an issue. Um, I don't know. It's tough to tell. I just I think, oh man, I guess it really depends on the club. Like I could see a club like Chelsea, like spending more for Pooch than they will for Almada, but I could see like. I don't know, a team in La Liga paying a lot of money, whoever it might be, paying a lot of money for an Almada over Boone. I think Enzo Fernandez is a perfect example of like what I just said. He came from uh, Liga Nos, which is the Portuguese league, and now he's playing in the Prem, and he's not living up to the same hype he did in the World Cup or in Liga Nos. He's just not finding his footing in a way league than... 
you know what I mean? So I don't know. It all just depends, really. I mean, some people just got it in different leagues than others, you know, so I don't I don't really know. It's hard to say what the future brings, but as based on their live performances right now, then, yeah, I think they could definitely go off and be sold for a lot more than they were bought for. But it's just a matter of are they going to thrive where they go necessarily? So, yeah. Nonetheless, I think it's great that we're even MLS has even gotten to the point where it can be a launching pad for teams. Like that was not the case ten years ago. Like no one would even think about coming here in like your early twenties. Like yeah, you think about maybe going to Brazil, maybe battling out in Netherlands, like or in Portugal, yeah, or like the, the girl ever the VC. Yeah, but let's switch over after. All the games have now passed. Last night was the final game with uh, Portland versus Kansas City, which actually was a really good game. I don't know if yeah. you guys had to watch that one. Um, which team should you be? This is an overreaction, obviously, but which team do you think should be the most worried after week one? The most I already have mine worried. in mind. Oh, man, this is, this is, I have a couple that I'm thinking of, but off the top of my head, I would have to say Columbus. Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't think they performed very well. I know Philadelphia is the class of the field in the East, if you ask a lot of people, but I still think that that was a poor defensive performance. I mean, four-one. Uh, I think that they're going to be a little leakier. I don't think they're going to be the same team that um, the the hometown fans they have very passionate fans i don't think they're gonna have the same season they're used to which is kind of interesting because they've been very good and they still have some good players but i think they're in a very interesting year i don't think that they're the worst wilford nancy i yeah i don't think that they're the worst team but i think that they're they deserve to be talked about because i don't think they're going to be as good as um in the past i think it's um i think they need to be careful it's a long season they could definitely turn it around i like their coach but that was not a good first game for them. Yeah. Ever I didn't I watched the highlight. I went back and watched the highlights. I didn't get a chance to see the full replay, but from what a lot of people were tell saying was that the first half actually Columbus looked like the better team. Then in the second half, they dominated kind of fell possession, apart. but they didn't do much with it. Yeah. And, I mean, like, and yes, you can argue, you have, argue like, the two penalties, Zillarion but I'm sorry, future. but like, you know, that. That's part of I heard it. A lot of people were upset about those penalties. Like you take those penalties away. But whatever. It's still two one and their only goal is an own goal. Arguably. And, oh my God. Did you guys see that? Oh man, who was it? Uh, I don't remember who made the play, but they passed it off to Carranza. Carranza finished it. But man, that move that was done for the fourth goal, he just absolutely spun on two defenders and then passed the through ball to Carranza and he just buried it. That shit was insane. I sent it in the group chat to you guys. Yeah. That's, yeah. That Phil- was, Philadelphia that was, that was are looking class. good, was... but I think Columbus they're 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 a good team. But I just think that the beginning of the season, uh, with the new coach, they're not going to get as many points as people think. And I think that the East is much closer now, so that could hurt them in the long run. I I think it'll be close for playoffs, and that that's why I think they should be worried, because I think they need to understand that the playoffs are going to be very tight to make it. Every po- all the points count. Um, every game is going to be a tough game. Tyler, who you got? Um, mine's actually a tie. I'm going with, believe it or not, <laughs> I'm going with DC and also, um, 
not even trying to be biased, but Montreal, just by just by last season, Montreal, I mean, obviously one of the one of the better teams in their conference. Um, but I mean, just playing us, for example, like they thrashed us with a way better squad, in my opinion, from last year. We had obviously Higuain, I know he was out the door, healthy Campana, stuff like that, Pasuelo, and now we have potentially our four-string striker scoring on them, and we beat them 2-0, and it's just like, you know what I mean? I don't know. We have, I mean, obviously we still have the same coach, stuff like that, but we just have a lot of new pieces, and they may not have the best chemistry together right now. So, I don't know. Montreal just didn't look like the same Montreal from last season at all this past weekend. Um, Obviously, we know Philadelphia is the cream of the crop. That'll be another test for Inter-Miami, but um, yeah, I'm going to go with D.C. or Montreal for sure. I think D.C. is a very interesting one. You can argue yeah, I was that gonna they, say D.C. You can argue that they, that you can make that argument that they snuck out the win. They they, they were lucky to get it. Um, Signe out. Insigne yeah. Got hurt. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was. Yeah. And Signe getting hurt, too. Um but Montreal, that's a that's a good pick. I, I definitely you could argue that Montreal's in a worse position than, than Columbus, definitely. But yeah. I just thought, you know, that it was worth mentioning. You know, they got Montreal's coach now. Um so Montreal is definitely in more of a rebuild than a lot of teams. They're very much um, you know, not the not they're they're gonna be struggling. Um, especially considering their first performance. Uh, their coach needs to rally the troops because they they had a good system last year they did and that's why columbus got their coach i know obviously no yeah we have the inside scoop at the stadium because we worked there but obviously where i was compared to where you guys were on saturday i mean i pretty much watched the whole game saw the whole game finish so i just didn't really see like a i didn't see no spark from montreal i didn't see no kind of drive like they were just playing defense the whole time and no offense i think they had one shot early on like that was actually like like I think that had potential to score and then all the other ones it was just easy for calendar he got every oh, yeah corner. one of well one of them was a calendar mistake too mm. yeah that's that's true too but you yeah, know I mean? remember that he recovered but other than that it was like I think calendar played out of his mind and he was saving he saved every corner possible he caught every single corner if I remember correctly and yeah, like Montreal literally was just playing defense the whole time, like the whole game. Like that's one of I actually. I'm with I'm with Tyler on this too. I think yeah, my Montreal. team be worried most of us Montreal. I mean, I know here coming into the game, you hear a lot of people said, yeah, they were able to retain eight of their um, starting eleven from last year. But I mean, you lost some big pieces though. I mean, you lost Jordi Mihailovic, who was in the league for the Golden Boot race. Now he's in Eredivisie. Um, you lost. I have it right here too. You just lost um, Kone to Wofford. What I can never say that Wofford. What? What? <laughs> I'm fucking it up. You know what I mean. And then you lost Allison Johnson, Alistair Johnson to uh, Celtic. So you lost some big name players. I I know they did were able to place right back from Alistair Johnson, but like losing your top guy and it's an aging squad. So I think it it is the oldest oh, yeah. squad in the MLS. I mean, and then I'm not I'm not high on their coach Lasada. He came from DC and a failing DC team before Rooney came in, and he was sacked middle of the season. Um, and they, he's known for playing a pressing game, like 
playing press a lot. And, I and with that's yeah, and now with that squad, you just don't have the speed. Um, like I said, you, you you that midfield is aging. All that that whole team's a year older, and I felt like they, even though I like their squad, I felt like to play that style that that manager wants to play, this is just not it. And that's how Wolf or Nancy was able to make the best out of who they had. I mean, you still got Romeo Kyoto on Montreal, who is an underrated lethal striker for them, but um, he's not having Jordan Mihailovic on the other side of him, who's able to kind of take off those defenders. So, I mean, unless they can do something big in the summer transfer window, which I don't see happening, Montreal's not really known for that. They've done it a few times. Um, and with with the system that doesn't fit the players, the players are aging. This might be a really down year for for Montreal. And that's oh, kind of like my definitely. Montreal's always been kind of like my second team. Like I've always kind of like had interest in them, but this is this is not not the year for them. <laughs> but anyways, so let's go to we're gonna do some rapid fire game predictions for week two, and then we'll head into the top five leagues. So I'm gonna pull it up here. Um let's give each other our thoughts and opinions on what we think. Uh, we're gonna go. So we're gonna start off. So we didn't get to see El Trafico. Hold up, <laughs> El Trafico. So, yeah. So we didn't get to see El Trafico because of the Rose Bowl. That was supposed to sell out ninety thousand people, but due to inclement weather in Los Angeles, they had to delay the game. Which is so, freaking crazy, by the way. I think that's crazy. Just for a who, minute, worth talking ever? about that they have to cancel a game in Los Angeles because it's raining. That's but but I've but if you talk to people from LA, they're like, when it's raining like multiple days in a row, like like it has been, it's like category five emergency. Everyone lock themselves in their house. Like it's just it's not it's not built for that. It's not. No, so yeah. that's crazy that that even happened, but. We we digress because <laughs> my my business partner lives over there and he's just he's like I could he's like we had a foot of snow like oh, down the street in <laughs> L A he's like we had a foot of snow and on top of that like like oh, he's like you're saying man. with the rain they don't have like the same soil that we have in Florida it's like dry. this dry it's so dry it, it soaks it up so there just slips right the fuck off it just yeah like, it's really bad anyway. Really bad. <laughs> Let's go into the first game. So we're going to see LAFC for the first time versus the Portland Timbers. So uh, let me scroll it up a little bit. So we have home tie and away. The home team minus uh, 230. The tie plus 350 and away plus 490. I'm assuming the home team is Los Angeles. That's kind of confusing. Well, I'll double check just to make sure they're they're doing it like that. Uh yeah, I believe that it is. Yeah, uh, well, actually, no. Oh yeah, it is. Okay, it's so a, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. So top, top is home. They changed. They changed the name. I didn't know they changed the name of the Bank of California Stadium. It's not that anymore. So I got confused. Yeah, it's BMO. I was like, wasn't there something called a BMO Stadium already? I don't know. I think the Toronto one's that actually. That's that's why I was confused. I was like, wait a second. But I think it's correct. I think the top team is the home team. As uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Top team is home. Team. So I'm gonna go. Portland's coming off a, a a decent showing. They're warmed up. Los Angeles still gonna be trying to figure things out. Um, you're still missing uh Chicho, her uh, which was a huge 
miss, huge uh, hole that they need to fill. But I'm going to go tie. I'm going to go with plus 350 with a tie. It looks like they have the advantage to LAFC, obviously, because they're defending champs. But I think yeah. it might take them a minute to get into it. And I think Portland having that extra game helps. I'm going to go with Ty. I actually agree with you. I think this is a, I think with Portland showing and LA um, not having their first match because of the weather. Um, yeah, I think, I think it, this sets up perfectly for Portland to, you know, a nice 1 1 or, that, or, that, even that, that or even a 0 0. I don't know. I just, I just see it being like a nice low scoring draw. Hmm. That that new DP for Portland Evander from he came from Belgium League. Yeah, I yes. I remember he actually had some looks coming to Miami, but never ended up, ended up falling through. But he he didn't look so great last uh, last night. But I he's a really good player. He has some yeah, amazing. I think Portland like, in general are underrated, especially this Tyler, year. Who you got? <laughs> I mean, I agree. Portland definitely underrated, but I don't know. La LAFC is usually always the cream of the crop. Whether it's Eastern Conference, Western Conference, just the whole MLS, I'm going LAFC. I mean, even I think without Chicharito, I mean, you got Chiellini, you got no, not Chicho, not Chicharito. <laughs> oh, wrong LA. Yeah, <laughs> LA Galaxy. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. I I still think uh, LA LAFC just with Vela and all that, just the way they play, it's just. You know, full on just attack, 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 and I just feel like teams just can't keep up with it. All right, let's go to the next one: New York Red Bulls versus Nashville. Man, Nashville worries me. They have no one up top outside of Mukhtar. They have no one up top outside of Mukhtar. I'm gonna go Red Bulls. I thought when Red Bulls played Orlando, they were the better team. Orlando just eked out a win, but. And New York couldn't finish, yeah. but I think I'm gonna take New York. I think Nashville's gonna have a down year this year because they don't have the attacking presence up top outside uh, of Mukhtar. I agree, but uh, I don't know. I just I I think Orlando are always that team. You know, they they time and time again, we feel like you know you can look at their games, you feel like they weren't in the game, and they sneak out a result. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I don't really like that from New York. I, I feel like they should have been able to put the game away. I think that if, if you're going down to who's going to put their chances away, I think you have to take Nashville. I could see how it wouldn't go that way, but I, that's what I, where I would lean. I just think Nashville are slightly more clinical than New York. Uh, yeah, I agree too. Um, Nashville already, uh, I don't know, just with Mukhtar and all them, they already handed another New York team a loss last week. So, I don't know. If Henri's playing for the Red Bulls, I'll go all Red Bulls all day. But <laughs> I'm uh, going to stick with Nashville on that one, too. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm the only one taking the favorite. All right, let's go to our hometown team, Inter-Miami versus Philadelphia. Um, plus 200 for the home team. Uh, plus 200 for the home, plus 250 for the tie plus 110 for the away. Inter-Miami home, Philly away. I'm going to go tie. I really liked how Inter-Miami looked and was their passing was very well. They passed very well. Um, I think they can go tie, toe-to-toe with them. I like us defensively. I thought Kristoff and McVeigh are going to turn into a very, very good center-back duo in the MLS. Those guys are really good. Yeah. Um, I like 
the biggest thing that's going to come up with Miami is can you finish? I feel like even last week we had kind of not very clean goals, even though they won 2-0. Yeah, yeah you, I would you agree. Got, you scored one off of a corner, and then another one was off the post, off a defender, and then finally in. I still feel like Miami's still missing that playmaker. I would love to see Duke in starting, but I know they're going to start Stefanelli. Um, but I think no matter what, Inter Miami is a team that can eke out at least two goals, and I think defensively we're pretty sound. I like the new left back we have, Negri. He looks solid. Yedlin is Yedlin. I feel like Yedlin's just he's not still an international was, just, player. Still, still consistent though. I feel yeah. He's and not also, like amazing, but he's not like ama- yeah. great either. Also, too, uh, I'm gonna go first, Adam, if you don't mind. But yeah, yeah I, I, I agree too. I, I think I think for sure we could definitely get a draw with Philly. Um, obviously, Philly has our number. I mean, they have Lowe, who I don't even think played last week. But if he does happen to get some playing his hand against us, we've seen. You know what I mean? Like. I think we know Lowe's flaws, how he plays and all that. So, but I don't know. Also, Pizarro looked really, really good too. If Pizarro plays yeah. the way he did in week one, I think for sure we we could definitely like keep up with Philly in a way. But yeah, like you said, I think we just need to have better clean goals. You know, Miami's always I kind of been, I feel like we've always been kind of known as like, you know, the team that made, pull away a win just from like fluky goals in a way. But I think as long as we establish like early on in the season, like clean, good looking goals, I think we can pretty much keep up with anyone for the most part. We looked really, really solid week one. And so I hope going into week two, playing another like decent team, especially being Philly, like probably the best team in our conference. I I think for sure we could do it as long as our players perform the way they did. In week one, we're fine. Yeah, I'm. I'm in a similar boat. Uh, I think that you know we definitely in in our first game we show the potential that we can compete with anybody if we perform. I just don't think that the team, you know, is still a bunch of new pieces. I don't think we have the chemistry, especially defensively, to hold off Philadelphia. I think it's going to be a competitive game. I think Philadelphia will probably win by a goal, though, if, if I'm being honest. I just I think defensively it's going to take more than a couple games for the pairing to to really get that synergy. Yeah. And I, 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 I can see that. I hope. Yeah. Phil- I mean, I think we're going to be good. I think we're going to be competitive. I just I just I think it's too early to be saying, yes. Yeah, so I'm going to give Miami the win or even I don't know, even a draw. I think it's a little a little ambitious. I'd be happy with a draw, but I, I see Philadelphia winning this game slightly. And and I hope Phil like if if our defense falls apart, whether it's the left back, the right back, but I don't really think it's Yedlin, so I'm not gonna say right back, but the center backs or the left back. I hope Phil kind of makes that adjustment or subs them off and puts some like like even someone like Mabika who's six five, he at least you know what I mean like yeah, he, he's played last season, so yeah, we, you know we could we could. Like quite a bit I wasn't like, high on Mabika honestly. I think he's got potential. I think he's got potential. I don't think he's ready. I like Sailor more. I think Sailor. Really? That's actually, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mabika played a lot last season, a lot. And I think he looked, I think he looked solid in more games than he looked worse. But I I mean, but I mean, just him being tall and just having that presence of someone that can like, 
win corners and headers and all that. I think Mabika, I think this is the time for him to get some playing time against a team like Philly for sure. See, I really, I really think who's going to win this game is who wins the midfield. I think if Miami oh, yeah. can win the midfield and keep possession and be able to create chances, that's it. I'm hoping Joseph he looks shaky the first game. If, jo- if Joseph can, you know, it's probably going to take him a little bit because he hasn't played in a while, but like hopefully next game. It looks like Campana's out. I just saw like yeah, a couple hours was- before we started recording. Um, yeah, I saw, gonna, I saw. He's, he's going to be week to week, and so most likely not. So that also worries me a little I heard, bit. I heard six weeks. We'll see, man. We'll see. Either yeah. way, I do like our depth. It's solid depth, and hopefully Martinez can step up and when we need him most. But let's let's move on to the to, to the next game. Game this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, I think it's kind of a poo poo bowl. Well, that's what um, I'm saying. But it's interesting <laughs> to pick. <laughs> you right. know, you got you New got a New England who I'm the- just came off a one nothing victory against Charlotte, who are in now their second year. And then you have Houston Dynamo, who just lost at Cincinnati to a one. Um, so, I mean, you got one team with the three points, one team who has none. But, uh, you know, it's just you can't be convinced about either team. They're both they're both. I don't think either one would make the they're playoffs. both rebuilding. Honestly, yeah, they're, they're both, both rebuilding. rebuilding the Carlos, I love Carlos Hill. Carlos Hill, former MLS MVP. I, I mean, I liked it. I'll just pick. I'm gonna just pick New England because of that. I mean, I think he he did play good against Charlotte. He's their guy. If he plays good, he's he's he can help them. I don't and think man, New England knows how to create keepers too. As soon as yeah. Turner left, now the the I forgot his name, but the new guy who's starting a keeper for New England is like already starting to get looks at Europe again. Which is pretty wild. Um, and then I think tactically, I think Bruce Arena is just a better, better manager. So I'm gonna go New England. Um, obviously, Houston paid a lot for Hector Herrera, Ache Ache, yeah. but I don't think he's. I'm gonna go New England for the win. Yeah, this is like you said, a straight doo doo bowl. So I'm not gonna throw <laughs> so much in here, but Houston sports are. Are ass unless it's the Astros, which they cheat anyways. So I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> Even on a soccer stream, we gotta let them know the Astros cheat. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. Let's gotta do these a little quicker. Um, Columbus at DC. I'm gonna go Columbus for the win. I like think Columbus is a stronger team. DC, I think, kind of eked out a win. Uh, against the injured Toronto, and we don't really know how good Toronto really is. So I'm going Columbus for the win. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like I said, I think Columbus, I, I do think that they are not the same team as as last year, but I think DC, uh, they still have more time. It's clear what they want to do with, with Wayne Rooney as the coach. But like I said, they they barely got the win. Um, I mean, it was good for them against Toronto, but uh, you just ha- you, I don't see how you can you can pick DC in this game. Yeah, I, I got Columbus too. Wayne Rooney, obviously being one of the best strikers ever, I just feel like he doesn't have someone that he can like coach properly to be like got the- an old Benteke. Yeah, Benteke, who wasn't even <laughs> to begin with. But I think if Wayne Rooney had someone like young, I think I think. DC could be lethal in attack, but I got Columbus too for sure. 
All right, let's go Orlando versus Cincinnati. So this is a good game. This is a so our Orlando obviously coming off a hot offseason. Everybody thought they won the offseason. Um picked up a lot of incoming younger transfers and uh but it looks like they still need some more time. They like we were saying like I don't think they played very well against um oh my god, Red Bulls. Yeah, it just seems and like I think with... it might still take a little bit versus FC Cincinnati to me is a sleeper team, a sleeper title contender, like supporter shield team. Like they got real talent. It's just a matter if Brenner's going to leave or want to play. Uh, I know he really wanted to transfer out to Europe, but it didn't go through. Cincinnati wanted to keep him. I don't know how that's going to work out. They were able to win this past week. But I'm going to go Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati. They're a more cohesive team. They know each other more versus Orlando. Yeah. Even though they have a lot of talent, they still don't really know each other well. Yeah. So they I'm need gonna, to find out because they got Champions League. Yeah. I'm going to pick a draw for this one because um, I think this is the same Or You know, even with the new signings, this is kind of the same Orlando as last year, I feel like, where they you know can show that they're not the best team but still get a result. So I feel like, at home against Cincinnati. I think it'll be kind of a similar story. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they're going to be able to hold out for a point in front of their home fans. Um, I still don't rate them that much, especially in the early part of the season. They have some work to do. Um, but I don't think Cincinnati are you know, as fluid yet to just walk into Orlando and, and take the dub. They definitely can do it, but I'd pick a draw on this one. I agree. I, I got a draw for that one as well, for sure. I think right. Brenner. I think Brenner's still a little salty. Obviously, I'm about not getting transferred. And- <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he can't stop now. I mean, at this point, he has to keep on. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, but man, I love Acosta and Vasquez and Brenner. Those three up top are just so deadly. They they can just rack up goals week in and week out. All right, let's go to Atlanta versus Toronto. This I think is going to be a pretty interesting game. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm leaning. Atlanta's the favorites. Toronto um, winning is the second best option, and tying is the least likely to happen. Which I thought it's kind of crazy with the odds, but I'm actually going to take that plus three forty for the tie. I think this game's going to end up in a tie. I think Atlanta, as much as I love Almada, I think the rest of the team they did sign a new DP striker from the uh, Greek DP striker. Um, they're kind of going through a rebuild phase right now, trying to kind of figure things out. And I'm going to go tie. I just, and I think it's going to be like a one-one draw. I don't think this is going to be a super pretty game. I, um, outside of like something crazy, um, that is yeah. that has happened. But I, I could. I could see that. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna pick Atlanta. I would assume Insigne is not gonna play, uh, so I think that affects them. Um, that was part of their whole their whole thing and why they weren't so good last year. It's because you know they were they knew what they wanted and they got it late in the season and they knew it was gonna take time. And now that they lost already first game in injury and they gotta start hitting replacements in there, you got a fiery Atlanta crowd and a hot Tiago Almada, I think is just going to carry Atlanta. I think he's, he'll still carry his good play. And I think they're going to get a, I agree, low scoring gritty game, but I think it's going to be um, a slight win for Atlanta. 
I mean, yeah, the reason I was like, because you think Almada scored at like 90th minute. Oh, and yeah, then, of course. Uh, free, and then off of that, a free but, kick. So they went like 90 minutes with no points. Yeah. And I think Bernadette is going to get his. I, he's he's going to. He's, he's a great player. He's I, a I great player. But well. I, th- I think that team, uh, I think Bradley's the type of coach. He needs he needs all his pieces. I don't think he could. He's very creative when he doesn't have everybody he wants in the line. And I do not like that Dio Monday guy. I think he is not very good starting at striker for them. I just don't but rate t- Bradley as a coach. I never have. That's Michael just, Bradley. That's just me. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Bradley. I don't rate him. For me, I, I really don't. I cannot stand Michael Bradley or his dad. They're both fucking <laughs> straight knuckleheads. But honestly, uh, I can't even believe that he still Michael still plays. He's like, yeah, you're good for that <laughs> central midfield. It's like, ugh, I he's just, not. Just get, he's, get he over holds it. them back. He does. He holds them back. And I just think that's why I don't like Bob Bradley as a coach. But but for me though, uh, I think even with Insigne being injured. Like Julian said, Atlanta went 90 minutes without a point. Almada, yeah, he he was obviously put the team on his back, but he scored two goals in the 93rd and the 96th. So it's like I don't know, and and I think I think Bernadeschi and all of them are gonna get theirs for sure. I mean, they come from they come from European clubs. You know what I mean? Like they have I don't know. I just feel like they have more more spark more like better experience so i got toronto in that one believe it or not but yeah atlanta i don't know just you go 93 minutes without a goal and then just so happen to get another one in the 96 just off of stupid fouls i don't know i'm not convinced yet all right let's do austin fc versus cf montreal this is easy for me we kind of already talked about these two teams so i'm just gonna say austin yeah, yeah i think i think we all agree this is one of the few that we're all gonna agree on Montreal, right. I think we know, are one of the worst teams in the league. And Austin, even though they lost, still think that they're a top team playoff contenders for sure. All right. Let's go to Dallas at LA Galaxy. I'm actually going to go Dallas on this. I think Dallas is a solid squad. I like them a lot. Um, what do you think about their loss, though, to Minnesota? I mean... I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not. It's it's not a game that I'm worried too much about. And Dallas finished third in the West last year. They've kept a lot of the same players. I think Jesus Ferreira. He still has something to prove. I think he's another one that he he could be out potentially this summer for sure by next year. I think. Um, L.A. I just feel like with the whole organization as whole, well, it's just been kind of a shit show the past few years. Obviously, I don't know if you guys saw the like. They're not gonna have their. They um they got some sanctions where they can't um participate in the summer transfer window this year. So I think that's really gonna hurt them late in the season. Absolutely. I think Dallas is just a cleaner team. Um so I'm gonna go Dallas with the win. Yeah, I'm and gonna also, agree with you. And they've already played. And they already played too. I think that's I'm gonna agree with you. I think that Dallas lost to Minnesota was a bit of a fluke. I thought that they controlled the game well. They didn't have Minnesota's not a good target. team. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They didn't have many shots on target, but I think that's just uh, you know, it's just it was just one of those games and you know, it's harder to explain, but you know, you see it when the team has a, has all this possession but they can't seem to really, you know, get anything that challenges the goalie. Um I don't think that it's a huge problem for them. I think that against a uh, LA Galaxy team that's 
playing their first match of the season, I think they'll be fine, and I'm, I'd pick FC Dallas on this one. What's up, G's? But I'm taking FC Dallas as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's another doo-doo bowl. We got Chicago oh, Fire getting their first game of the year versus the reinvigorated New York City. This New York City that has lost literally everybody. This is not the same MLS champion New York City from two years ago. I honestly feel like walk on and play at New York City. Like (laughs) half half of our fan ambassadors, I I swear, I feel like we could walk on and play at New York. (laughs) Chicago too. Chicago obviously You get us fit enough for 90 minutes, you're probably right. That's our only issue. Chicago did make a lot of money this offseason selling Gaga Solina to Chelsea and um John Duran. Where did he go? Did he where did he go? I'm John. He went. He went to Aston Villa. That's right. Um for about $20 million, which I thought was pretty surprising. He is 19 years old and he scored eight goals. Um Man, I, I'm going to probably go with Chicago home 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 team. I think New York's going to be really bad. And Chicago, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, you still got Shakiri. Uh, Shakiri. So yeah, I think there's a little, the there's just a little bit more players. talented as a whole. Um, they haven't lost as many players as New York has, and you're coming. Yeah, home. I agree. I agree. Uh, Chicago's probably slightly better. New York's just in a full full rebuild. They're just a completely different team. Chicago. They, you know, with Shakiri coming into his second year, you'd think that he'd Honestly, be a little bit more comfortable. You know, I'm not saying Buck they're City a great group. team. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that the Chicago Fire are a great team, but you, you would think that they have more talent than New York City. Especially I, I at home. forgot about Shakiri, but I got Chicago 1 0 for sure. I totally forgot Shakiri. Yeah. I know, right? It's, it's, that's why you, you'd ha- you'd have to hope that in his second season he does something, or else it's looks like it's just a huge and, and, you waste. Know, I of money. used to, I used to actually like Shakiri in the Prem a lot. I used to like when Shakiri was in his prime; like he had a really good year one year, and I actually used to like Shakiri. But I don't know, I, he fell off. He went to France, fell off. He, he just scores. He's just a. He just scores bangers. That was his. It was it was um, him and reputation. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's try to run through these quickly so we can get to the top five. So let's Absolutely. do St. St. Louis versus Charlotte. Man, I St. Louis, St. Louis, like we were talking about, I like the hometown team coming home for the first ever game. I'm going St. Louis. Yeah, I think those odds are very interesting, but St. Louis, those are they interesting got odds, huge, yeah. huge, huge fans behind them. A big win on the first day. How could you not take St. Louis? It could definitely go the other way, but I just don't see how you'd want to take that bet. I don't know. I want to take it, but obviously the crowd, the yeah. spark, but I don't know. They they also got very lucky against Austin due to Austin's dumb mistakes. But I will say they did held their they did hold their own against a, a well-established team like Austin, but I don't know. I still got to take Charlotte too. All right. Uh, interesting. Let's do Colorado versus Kansas City. To me, what was that? <laughs> Ooh, shit. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to go with the away team. I think there's some money to be made here on the plus 230 for Kansas City. I think Kansas City actually looks solid. They had a terrible time finishing, but also port that Portland keeper went off last night. Um, yeah. He was he was insane. Um, Definitely. Carl- I think Colorado, Colorado did spend some bad. money. But, I, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't think they're there yet. They're just... I mean, they came, they came off a pretty bad loss. 
to uh, yeah, and they probably have the worst owner Seattle. The and I know Crocky. Seattle. Yes. Oh my God. The Crocky. Yeah. I mean, he you th- you think he doesn't care about Arsenal? He definitely doesn't care about Colorado. He cares all way he cares about, about is the Rams. The Rams and SoFi <laughs> Stadium. The city on that one for sure. But uh, you know, you got to uh, you could you could talk all you want about Cronky, but I mean, at least uh, <laughs> at least Josh seems to give somewhat of a shit about Arsenal. So. You know, it's it's helping us this year, and we'll talk about that later. But I don't I don't think Colorado are a very good team. I think Kansas City are are definitely improved. They looked good against Portland. I think that you know definitely Portland their keeper was insane. So I think Kansas City finish. was yeah. I think Kansas City got this. I I don't think Colorado can can compete this year. At least not in the early part of the season. All right, we got we got uh, San Jose Earthquakes versus Vancouver Whitecaps. Um, I don't think San Jose is going to have a very down year, but the odds makers have them going to San Jose. I actually, I'm going to go with Vancouver on this one. I got Vancouver. That's interesting. Um, I uh, you could argue that San Jose could have, you know, aside from Almada, could have won the game. Yeah, you know what? I I think after that they're probably defeated, and I think Vancouver can come show up to San Jose and and recover after their loss to, to Real Salt Lake. All right. And then final game of the week is Seattle Sounders versus Real Salt Lake. I actually like the Sounders. Sounders, I think, are back. I think we all kind of forgot about the Sounders because they just they kind took of fell the year off. off. They took the year they, off. They we got to admit off. that. <laughs> they did take the year off because they needed to make history and become and you know what? the first It was MLS worth team. it. And it was worth it. You gotta you can't say that they were, but they only they were not there for the first half of the season. And if they were there for the whole season, they would have made the playoffs at least. So they're back. And I think that they have to be considered a uh, a contender this year. Yeah, for sure. That was the first year they missed the playoffs too in their history. Yeah. Um and it, but it, definitely it, yeah, worth like it. To go said, to the club world purpose, cup and represent the con- represent the, the league in the country. Absolutely. Yeah. Seeing a non ironic Seattle Sounders versus like Liverpool or something like that is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a friendly. Be the cream of the crop. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, let's switch over to across the pond. Um, and let's start with Man U. So Man U just won the Carabao Cup. Um, Man U's been on a little bit of a hot streak. They just beat Barcelona in the Europa League as well. Um, they just won um, in the Prem. Do you guys think they can catch up to Arsenal and Man City for the uh, title race? I think they People have saying to Casemiro's the best Casemiro we've seen in a while, and that he's Absolutely. playing better now than he was at uh Real. At Real. I think so. I, I think you have to consider them uh part of the conversation because you look at Arsenal, you look at City and the games that they had, the games that they've lost, and you look at the games that United have won and the games that they've lost, and then you feel like they're in the same boat. Will they win the league? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think they had a good. I think that the way the league has gone this year, they. Uh, I just think that even if Arsenal choke, I think it just would be City or Arsenal at this point. That could definitely change. You've seen crazier things happen, but with their with their form and with the way they're playing, I mean, let's not forget they beat Arsenal early in the season when they were uh, considered not there yet, and and they and Arsenal were considered. Oh my God, they can't lose a game. 
So you you have to you have to consider them as as in the conversation for the title. I don't think that they're going to win it though. I think that City and Arsenal are are two better choices. So coming off of that, I... he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Coming off right. of that. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, there you go. Right. He's back. He's, he's back. back. He's back. That was such great timing. And you're you. We can't hear you. Yeah, either. we can't hear you. Can't hear so you. So you might have to figure that one out. Anyways, I'll I'll so go. You want, yeah, um, fill in fill yeah. in while he figures it out. Yeah. So I mean, I think they can make a push. But I think Arsenal just has it in the bag. I think they're just really? they've been kind of unstoppable. Um, I think they're just going to keep on winning. I think of well, what are you going to put? It's, it's going to let me. It's going to be competitive. But my gut is just saying Arsenal is just not going to let take the foot off the gas. Like they're not going to. What do you let make? Catch up. What do you make of Arsenal's past? I guess you could say flubs. You know, they they lost to City. They lost to Everton, a bad Everton. What do you do you think that's a sign that they're going to choke or do you think that's just a hiccup and they're allowed bad games the way they've been playing? I mean, uh, you can't I mean, you have to look at it as a hiccup. I mean, at the end of the day you're still at the top of the table. I mean, when was the last time you say Arsenal's at the top of the table pretty much all year round. So <laughs> I don't know. I I, I just I, I there's something uh, I couldn't tell you exactly. I just, I just feel like Arsenal's not going to. I think that they understand what is at stake and what can happen, and you cannot let a Man City come back and get you. Especially because I mean, we were roasting Man City at the beginning of the season. We, they were, they did not look good. They had the whole Ronaldo drama, um, but they've turned it all around. But I think during that time, and you, you know as well as anybody, like in the Prem, like you. You can't have down periods. You have to keep on going if you want to win the title. Absolutely, and, and that's why and it could come down. And I think to that's going to hurt them. There's always every team can always who doesn't win can always look at one game or two games where they're like, oh, if we had just held on or if we had just got that goal, you know, it would have been so different. So you have to think about every game like that. And one of the things that definitely impresses me and that I've never seen before with this Arsenal is the mentality. Players like Zinchenko, you know, who come into the squad their first year and and come and basically tell everyone no we can win this and makes them believe it and that's the difference i think um is the fact that he and and arteta especially arteta you have to give him credit has this team believing that they can take on anybody and that's where their form has has come from and their their lead has come from uh they've shown some some signs of of you know, maybe not handling the pressure against City, but you know, I, I believe with a game in hand, they're still what five points clear if they win that. Um, that means they can lose. To, you know, if they wanted to, they could lose to City if they were going to hold uh, the other games, lose at lose the other game to City, and they'd still have the lead. So they're in a good position, but it's it's just it's it's tough as an Arsenal fan to just just be like you know, all in onto it. But it's getting later and later into the year. You know, soon it's going to be March tomorrow, and it's like, well, she's we're still here. It's very yeah. weird. It's very weird. Could you guys hear me? Tyler, we got you back. Yeah, we, we got, got you. We got okay. you back. Right. It's your turn. All right. I don't see. <laughs> I don't see any. Vi- I don't see you two on the video. But anyway, so uh, don't worry about it. Just go. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's working. 
<laughs> Y'all could see me though. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got all right. you. So for me, um, obviously, uh, United didn't find their groove early in the season. Um, they're still in the potential to win the coveted uh, quadruple. They can win the Prem. They already won the Carabao Cup, and then they can win the Europa League and all that. Um, I think, honestly, they have a great chance to win the Europa League. As far as the Prem, I think they just found their footing a little too late. They're not many points behind, but, um, I mean, I don't know. Ten Hag, he's honestly just doing it with a group that you would have never pictured to be as, like, well as they are. I think, like, for example, like City earlier in the year, Holland was playing out of his mind, and now Holland kind of fell off. And then now you look at, like, Rashford, who has 27 goals across all competitions so far for United. And I don't know. I think Rashford is just – I think Rashford right now is probably the best best striker in the world. I mean, he's just finding the back of the net like, like no other right now. And – so I don't know. I think as far as United winning the Prem, I think it's a little too late. I know they're still top three right now or top four, one or the other. But um, I don't know. I think I think Arsenal and City are going to have to drop games like, I don't know, they're going to have to drop like three in a row or maybe just draws even for United to like have a chance but as of right now no i don't think i don't think they could win the prem no but i think they could still win a treble as it stands now arsenal's 57 man city's 55 so only one game behind uh man united 49 yeah so united arsenal Arsenal has a game in hand yeah so yeah so so i was right so if we assume we win the game in hand it's a five-point lead yeah so united united six points behind city and so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's two games. But then again, I mean, you see Arsenal, City, and even United, too. They are dropping points to very easy teams that I think they should win those games. So, yeah, I don't know. you can't say it's over yet because yeah, of that. Exactly. So, I, I, you know, as of right now, though, just being six points behind second place, I think United really has to uh, close out these games against teams that they should win, like, easily, like, a team like I don't know, like uh, mouth or or yeah, I mean that's like a team. That's a team you need to beat, like hands down, no questions asked. Well, let's talk about a team who can't beat teams they should beat, and that is Chelsea. Chelsea's <laughs> slide continues. What do you guys make of this slide? Who do you think's at fault? Is it the players? Is it the manager? at the front office who who um who is at fault when it comes at chelsea i think i think it's a little bit of everything i think i think starting with the owner um american owner obviously he comes from american sports and i feel like he's just thriving off of like shit like the nba for example where you could just buy the best players and think that it's gonna work and that's not the case um obviously You're still here. Oh, <laughs> okay. Tyler's just struggling midway. We haven't episode. struggled. <laughs> All right, um, you go ahead. To, uh, uh, yeah, I I would put most of the blame on the board because I mean you got to look at uh, you can't put the blame on Graham Potter. I mean he came into this um 
it's just it's no different than 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 it was i mean they're just they really are just blindly throwing money at, at the problem they're just like uh who who you know like i mean you look at people joking about how they're just kind of hijacking arsenal's transfers they're like oh you wanted mudrick here's 100 million dollars and it's and it's still not working for them because they're just kind of coming at this at it from the wrong angle they're not trying to build a squad they're just trying to put flashy names on the on the field and hope that one of them can carry them to a victory it's not going to it's not going to work i mean they just lost now two nothing to tottenham tottenham not having a great year but yet there's this chelsea no problem it seems like anybody They're champions league contention it, se- so. it seems like anybody in this in this uh yeah with liverpool and chelsea not performing you know tottenham they just have to be decent and the, and they can get the champions league this year i mean that's the kind of season it's been but chelsea yeah they they it's going to take them i think more than a season to turn this around i think they have pieces but pieces thrown onto the field randomly and not connected it's just not going to work sorry i I think uh, go ahead (laughs) all right i I think potter is to blame at some things i mean at the end of the day you shouldn't be losing to southampton and tying west ham and tying fulham and then like losing like you did to tottenham like with the talents you have, I do think, yeah, I, I think you're, I think all you guys are, I, I think it's a combination of everybody. It's like the players not playing to what their potential is. Um, I think Jao Felix has been kind of up and down to me. I, and Tyler doesn't agree with me on this one, but I actually think Enzo Fernandez has been playing pretty decent. Um, I think just the, the cast around him and his the uh, it just hasn't been like great, but he's also been rating really well too. So, and it's uh, also kind of funny that it, yeah, we got yeah. you. Okay. And okay. I also think it's funny too that Jao Felix actually has the goal of the month, but yeah, it's the only goal in the entire month of February. So, I mean, that's kind yeah. of what they're dealing I mean, with. They're, they're, they got of, the talent, but they don't. Have, they're not connected. They're not a squad. They're just high paid players on the wearing the same jersey but you don't think potter's a part of that though like, so i think i mean at some point he might be at some point i don't think he's the right decision i don't think they should have even gotten rid of of Tuchel the way they did um yeah i don't think they should have even been in this position so it's hard to say you know oh is it potter's fault well that's tough because i don't even think he should have been he shouldn't even be in this job um yeah. i think it's a shit show yeah. all around that's where and I was going I don't with, with uh with only being American owner. I got a phone call and I te- I text I told them to text me because I the phone call interrupts my thing, but I I'm good now. I shouldn't get interrupted no more. But yeah, Bully being like an American owner and all that. Um and then yeah, firing uh Thomas for Graham Potter, who Graham Potter obviously before this, before Chelsea, he was um he was with who? Uh Brighton. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Brighton, Hove, and Albion. Yeah, and I don't know. Graham Potter, in my opinion, has always just been a terrible manager. I didn't really understand that, like firing Tuchel, who just won you a Champions League, and then you bring in Graham Potter, who hasn't won shit. Yeah, it doesn't um, make any sense. You look at the team. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't really make any sense to me at much all. helped win that Champions League. He was behind that, for yeah, sure. It, it, it really didn't make any sense at all, and then... 
Chelsea too, like I said, they're just signing. They they see a player does good, they sign them for a boatload of money, and then they turn out to do nothing because Graham Potter obviously can't manage. So I think honestly, the the everyone to blame is ownership, the manager, and somewhat of the players. Me personally, I never saw the hype around Jao Felix. I never thought he was as good as his price tag, even when he was. And that's that's at what Atletico. I was talking about with uh with while you were gone for a second it's like i don't think yeah. he's played super well i mean he's been kind of like up and down up and down like like no, but I mean, he has even, that goal of the month it was a great goal but it's just even at atletico his contract i think was like a hundred mil and i don't think he's worth like that at all i mean that's like that's like city signing Grealish for a hundred mil i don't think that was worth that at all like i don't know what they see in some of these players sometimes but Jao felix being signed to Atletico for 100 mil was 60 million more than what I would have paid for him, in my I opinion. Mean, you so gotta, I you got to look at, and you know, I know we already talked about this, but you got to look at Arsenal and how, like Chelsea. So look at Chelsea. They hijack Mudrik, and Arsenal go, okay, we'll get Trossard. Way less money. Yeah. And has been and great Trossard, for them. And He's Trossard is having... proven, primarily yeah. proven, and fits into the team and kind of are we already know what he's doing you know we saved and, and just imagine like what if we spent like 80 yeah. million on mudrick and, and then and he that's was another what I said Pepe. earlier too you know we were they, talking they, like it, they, their mentality for these signings has changed you can't just throw money at a problem you have to say this is who i exactly. want and this is why and, and that's and like and that's like Jorginho. i said earlier they, about they didn't want to give moises caicedo so they get Jorginho and, and arsenal fans are like I don't know. This is this is, seems bad. It seems like another old, you know, Chelsea reject. And these past few games, he's been playing out of his mind. He's he's playing with effort. You know, he's not, you know, the prime Jorginho, but he's playing. He's sure as hell trying to be. And you have to make those signings. You can't just throw money at a problem. You have to go for somebody who buys into your project, who wants to be there, and who can fit with your team and your players. And and is and throwing money at players from from random leagues just because they were playing good and worth a lot of money, it's not always going to solve the, your problem. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, just... <laughs> and that's what I said earlier too. Like sometimes you know those small players, you sign them for you know just a little bit of money, and they turn out to be really really good. And then you know what I mean. It's like it's like I said about Ricky Puge earlier. It was just like just a, a kind of a shitty situation for him. But yeah. it's just like, you know, sometimes they just they sometimes they just don't work in a bigger league. And I feel like that's that's like Mudrick's problem, for example. But uh, a lot of those Chelsea players just don't have like prem experience. And like you said about Trossard, he was never like a highly rated winger going into Arsenal. But it's like he already had prem experience. So he knows the game. He knows the pace. He knows how it's all played over there in England. So it's like, I, you know what I mean? Like Chelsea, like I said, I feel like they're just trying to be like Golden State Warriors. They're just buying the best players possible and just hoping it works. Yeah. But, yeah. but I think Graham Potter is the sole, like, I feel like he's trying too many different starting lineups. He needs to do. He's like, not helping this, the situation. Yeah, yeah not at not, all. Like he needs, he's, not. he's doing way too many different starting lineups. He needs to just establish one do it for like a couple games if it doesn't work then switch out the the piece like the people that aren't performing to their expectations and that's it it's like um it's like uh man united for example ten Hag didn't start ronaldo he was bringing in ronaldo off the bench 
which, you know what I mean? United struggled a little bit early on, but he gave it a chance. He added Casemiro into the mix, and then he's been running the same lineup since then, and it's been working. Yeah. That's my point. It's just like I feel like Graham Potter's not trying to like really – figure out what's working he's just kind of just hoping it works and okay like a, tr- okay. like a chicken with his head cut off right now yeah just trying to save anything pretty much yeah i mean what do you guys think uh, i mean i think adam brought up but tyler you're gonna say something about enzo fernandez like how, how do you think he's been looking though so i mean uh, you know what i, I mean think like, so I, far he's been playing the best over the past yeah. month like, I, I agree. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely been performing the best uh, as far as uh, the team goes. I I don't really watch Chelsea anymore because they've been like kind of shit this season. I they're just you know what I mean the they just have so many like good pieces that they just managed to pull out like against shittier teams like you know what I mean like Aston Villa stuff like that, but. That's why they're so high on the table still. But uh, even like, I don't know, Koulibaly, I've always loved Koulibaly. I thought Koulibaly was one of the best defenders in the world whenever he was on Napoli, for example. But yeah, like, but I was scared of that transfer when they made him. But it's like, it's just, it's so weird to think about, you know, some of these transfers. Like, there's so many players on Chelsea that when they signed them, I was like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. But, now and, but like, as far as Enzo, I, I will say, yeah, he has performed the best on the team. Like yeah. I think even I think even like his ratings have been the highest rated, but still I think he's one of those players, like I said, like a Grealish type of player, stuff like that, where his price tag just is ridiculous for coming coming from Liga Nos, like and just like I don't know, that price tag is ridiculous to me. I would not pay that for someone that has no prem experience and all he did was he did good at um where did he come from? Lisbon, or he came from Ben? I think Benfica, and then he um, came from Benfica. Yeah, yeah, he came from Benfica, which he was doing good. He did good at the World Cup, and then it was like, oh, okay, let me just throw two hundred million at you. I know that's not what it was, but I mean, it was still high up there. I think he's the highest paid. Like, I think he's the biggest signing in Prem history, which that's nuts to me. Yeah. I'm sorry, but there's just no way. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing that is nuts was that that var call how it wasn't a red card in that tottenham game but <laughs> yeah it's like all uh, right dude. okay <laughs> but yeah. we'll end it there we'll switch it over to the bundesliga we'll talk about tyler's bayern munich squad just took over first place on the table took down union berlin sadio mane makes a return um we talked a little bit about it off camera but the fact that the bundesliga actually looks pretty competitive this year um, but now with Sadio Mane back, Tyler, do you think that it's pretty much locked up that Bayern's just going to take it again? Or do you think uh, Dortmund will have something to say about it? Or do you think Union Berlin can make a comeback? They're only down three points. And then Dortmund and Bayern are tied right now. So I agree. Like Bayern, um, you know, me being the Bayern fan, like I think I think our table right now is the most entertaining for sure, just because it's so tight. But I think also another reason why too, I think it is a little tight because we didn't have Mane for five months. We don't have Neuer the whole year. Um, but summer summer has been a really, really good signing too as well. Summer's been playing really, really well. Even in the Champions League against PSG, he was doing phenomenal. Yeah, he's, he's, always been very, he's always been solid in the Bundesliga. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, he's not Neuer. 
he won't be Neuer, but <laughs> um, for for where he came from and just like the performances he's put on since he's been on our club, it, you know, in all competitions, Champions League included, which I think Champions League was like his high point so far against PSG. Um, and you add Mane and Maserai back into our starting eleven now. I think I think yeah, now Bayern's gonna come out, and I think this is when we go back to just kind of dominating the table again because before like don't get me wrong like with Mane out Chupo Moting was stepping in Chupo Moting has a lot of goals coming off the bench Chupo Moting's putting up great great numbers even at his age I think he's 36 now 37 and then we had Pavard out there over Maserai which Pavard's not bad I, I do like Pavard um obviously he's been World Cup winning team before stuff like that um but I think, yeah, adding Mane and Maserai back is just, I don't know. I, I just don't think the other teams, like, I mean, they'll definitely still make it competitive, but I still think Bayern wins it for the 13th year in a row. So. Yeah, I have to agree with, <laughs> I just have to agree with you because yeah. you look. I mean, look, at, look at Liverpool, for example, not to cut you off, but look at Liverpool, yeah. for example. They lost Mane. And honestly, people always did say Mane is what made Liverpool so good because everyone, you know, everyone's like, no, no, it's Salah, it's Salah. And then look, Mane's gone and now Liverpool's not doing shit. I mean, obviously that's Jurgen's Klopp fault too, but I mean, Salah's not the same Salah he was two seasons, three seasons ago at all. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, Mane, exactly. He's a big, he's a big piece. So you have yeah. to, you have to think that he's going to carry them, you know, the rest of the way. But the fact yeah. is, you know, you look at the league table. Yes, it's very close, but look at the. You know, it's it's close in everything except one in goal differential. You look goal at that. I was just trying to bring that up. You just look and at that, and it's like, oh, plus fifteen, plus the plus forty. Oh my yeah, god, 40, plus yeah. forty three, and that's gonna. That's the kind of stuff so for anybody much. for anybody watching who's ever played football manager. That's like the kind of thing that happens mid season when you're when you're not really ahead in the table so much but you look at your goal differential and you're like i'm gonna be fine by the end of it it's just not working out right now by the end of the season you win by like well that's points. the thing that's, that's kind of what it seems like and that's the thing with Dort- Dortmund. just they can't give they can't let if they want any chance of winning this title like they cannot stop they have to keep on yeah. going and you're gonna and have Dortmund, to win the Dirk, and you're gonna have to win the Dirk Classic. Like you have you're, to, you're, you have to. I think because you can't, you can't tie on points. That goal differential is so massive, and yeah. such big There's advantage no, no, to Bayern. Yeah, the tie. I think if 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 it's a tie, it's Bayern. Every game already. matters to Dort. I mean, it always has, but like, like but I, I think I think the goal differential was point. obviously because we our front three was Nabri, Mane, and then. We had Sané out there on the left, and that's what was just making. I mean, it's literally just nothing. A lot but of A's. Pace, pace, pace. We're just killing. And you guys, and you guys are going to get back to that. You guys exactly. are going to get back to that. So I don't see any worries for Bayern. It is exactly. very competitive. It's very interesting from a you know, general Bundesliga standpoint. But I don't see why Bayern would would drop it now, especially with Mane coming back. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think we dropped that at all. All right. Let's move it over to Spain and La Liga. Um, obviously, we had a big derby matchup. Madrid derby came in. Um, pretty entertaining game um, for me, at least. Obviously, Real Madrid, uh, the young 17-year-old, scored in his first game um, at Real Madrid. Um, I thought Real Madrid was a little... 
you can tell Real Madrid, to, to me, at least over the past couple of weeks, you tell they're putting a lot more effort into Champions League this year. I think they kind of feel that the La Liga title has kind of like got away from them a little bit, even though, I mean, we'll talk about it in a second, even though it looks like Barca might be leaving an opportunity for them to come back. And we all know Real Madrid is can't it has the capability to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and... And now looking back at this RB, how important that would have been to get that win. You would have brought it within five points with the classical coming up um, and an injured Barcelona. But even with seven points behind, I still think you have the opportunity. Yeah, I don't um, think it's over but, yet. I, I think it was a big it was a big loss. And if Real Madrid don't win the title, you have to look at uh, not getting three points here. You know, they lose out on on mm. three three big points against Atletico at home um yeah especially against a 10-man atletico you, you know you have to think like yes i feel like there's a chance but you have to feel like if real madrid were going to take it and we're going to win this league they would have to do it in this game so for me um this this is the el Clasico question right i'm sorry no this is the we're, we're on this, this the like I thought, madrid, uh, derby madrid derby first. yeah that just oh. happened the one okay so yeah yeah so um you know what I mean? I, obviously, Real Madrid not top of the table in La Liga. Uh, that's a little bit due to the fact Benzema's out, stuff like that too. But I mean, it's well, he's, Los he played Blancos. This game. He was in. Yeah, I mean, but you know what I mean? It's it's Los Blancos. You know what I mean? Like they they just have always been the team in Europe. I mean, honestly, I, Real Madrid. I I could. I think they honestly they could care less about winning La Liga. I'm sure you know they want to, but I mean they play Champions League football. At the end of the day, you know what I mean. I think I think that's their main focus. Yeah, as of right if now, you look at Barca and their European mm-hmm. endeavors. Well, and that's what I was saying. I Madrid think it has to feel think, good. Well, especially Real Madrid being Barca the defending was, champions too yeah, in, in yeah. Champions League stuff like that. You know what I mean? I think I think Real Madrid end of the day they could really care less about. Winning that league, I mean, I'm sure People they always want how to. big of a Champions League that was for them post yeah. Ronaldo. Yeah, but no, you yeah. know what I mean. Like and Real I, Madrid has always been the cream of the crop for the Champions League, the most Champions League titles, obviously in history, stuff like that. So, you know what I mean. Like, I, I, it's just I don't know. Like yeah. Real Madrid also, Real Madrid also already won the. Uh, I forget what the Spain uh, domestic cup is Copa called. Del Rey. Um, Copa del Rey. The, Copa well, del Rey. They got, they got they, that coming they up with the Barca. semifinals with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they already beat the Barca for, for the Copa del Rey for that one, for that trophy. So, you know what I mean? I think, like, and then obviously well, the, another, El up, yeah, another El Clasico is coming up, like, with Barca and Real Madrid. And, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I think, I think obviously, Real Madrid getting Benzema back, too, they can, they could definitely pull this out. But I think, I think that's the only reason why they're not top of the table is due to Benzema's injury and him not playing the games that he didn't play. So, well, and I, uh, I, I love Real Madrid's midfield. I mean, Valverde had a game against uh, Atletico. Um, I also, I mean, I think Atletico played solid though. At the end of the day, I mean, they did. Yeah, you could say you, with ten yeah, men, you could say be able to get that, that to get the goal first. You know, even that, even though they let up one, I still think that was a good result for them. The way I thought, that, Re- I thought the Griezmann the had a solid up. game. He did. With the he assist. did. Um, I thought Oblak had had a good game in, in net. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll give Atletico that they've had kind of, obviously they got bounced out of champions league. They haven't, 
since after winning the La Liga title, La Liga title a few years ago, they've kind Which, of been middling in that top three, four, and they're not really great. as competitive as they were. Um, they had manager stuff. changes and, too, though stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, of course. But nonetheless, I also think it's a great story to see uh, what's the new guy, Alvaro Rodriguez, to come in there and score. Um, the equalizer at the 85th. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, that is good for them. That, 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 that's huge. And obviously, you know, we all know they just Real Madrid is really, you know, they 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 buy big. I mean, they always have buy big at young, young talent, and they have no. Sh- that's the one thing I will say with Real Madrid. They are not afraid to throw young guys out there at all. Yeah, you could yeah. argue that uh, the youth coming out of Real Madrid has been better than Barcelona recently. Yeah, and Barcelona is known for the La Masia. Yeah, like and, yeah, 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 exactly. Masia, I mean. um, and I, Ancelotti is, to me, he's the best, he's the best manager in La Liga. I think he, he's just... He's gonna outclass Xavi. He just is. He, um, yeah, he is. But we can actually transition to Barca, and we could probably end it on this topic, and then we'll we'll bring up Champions League next week uh, yes, with that coming up. Idea. That's a good um, idea. So Barcelona, as we kind of briefly mentioned, um, just lost a, a big game that honestly could have sealed La Liga for them um, against Almeria. I don't know what Xavi was thinking with this lineup. It makes it made no sense to me. I watched the game and I'm like, what? As soon as I saw the lineup come out, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this is your opportunity. You've already got bounced out of Europa League. You you have nothing else to focus on but winning the La Liga title. Like that. And that now, and now they're not playing any. And now that they're playing any kind of European Championship next year, like they're not even in Conference League next year. So that's another thing too. Like, well, I mean, if you if you win the La Liga title, then they're back in Champions. League, but well, we're talking for the rest of the season. We're talking oh, like they okay. got nothing. Yeah. Like they're yeah. out. So it's like you you, know, you're, you're only like they can't get a trophy. Period. Other than there La is Liga. no, yeah, they're, they're not. Yeah, they're done. It's La Liga or or or, or Copa del Rey, which yeah. I don't think they're going to beat Real Madrid with the injured lineup. So they're probably going to get bounced out of Copa del Rey. Yeah. So all you have is a La Liga title, and then you throw out Garcia and you pull out Arujo or Arujo like in the defensive line, and then you take out Kunde. It's like, well, what are you like? What are you doing here? Like, I, I, I don't understand. Um, and they just got exposed. They didn't look good. It, it didn't make sense to me. And now, like I said, like you're, you're seven points behind. You're seven points ahead. So now you've with Real Madrid. Like that's leaving the door open. And like we briefly said, like it looks like Real Madrid is fully focusing on uh, Champions League. But I think that's because they thought the La Liga race was out of the out of the question. I think now that they see that, that the door is opening with an injured, injured Barca squad, because you now have Dembele out, you have Ansu Fati out, which he's always injured. You have um, Pedri's out. And now you're coming up against a team of Valencia. Who and Lewandowski's mid- out. Yeah, and Lewandowski's out. And you're coming in against a Valencia squad who is on the who needs a win, who is in relegation battle right now, surprisingly. Yeah. Not so surprisingly, if you follow their well, their yeah. ownership. <laughs> but yeah. um 
Giving their history, it is surprising, but nonetheless, it's like the Everton of La Liga. I was telling you guys last week, they're like the yeah. Everton. Of yeah, La Liga. It, it, it really is. Yeah. It really is. It's crazy though, because Valencia, Valencia is one of those teams that you never see. Like they're always a mid-table, like La Liga team for the most part. Like, I mean, in the early two thousands, they were fighting for championship and titles, and they won La Liga. One of those yeah, years. yeah, yeah. They used to be good, but I'm saying like just just for like the past like yeah, it's a Singaporean five, years. owner. He just like the the owner's wife coming out saying that uh we can do whatever we want like you can't criticize us or whatever start to, whatever but you know that not doesn't way fly to do it in, that not doesn't fly do in uh, european football no it does not but nonetheless you, you have a you have a a team like valencia who just came off of a huge win against real sociedad who yeah. currently in a champion who's currently in a champions league match um, and I mean, look, you, you underestimated Almeria, who, who was also in a relegation fight right now, and they won. And now you're coming up against a Valencia team who is riding high and needs these wins. I I can see Real Madrid. I like I would not be surprised if Barcelona Barcelona loses this game. Um they shouldn't. Yeah, if you're, if you're a Real Madrid base, fan, you gotta a, be happy with what's going on have, right they now. They have a three hundred million dollar salary this year, and like you, you're getting bounced out of everything. And to Xavi, if Xavi, I already think he should probably go. I mean, I as agree. A bar, like, I think he I, should like, too. But yes, I I, th- I know where you're going with this. I think, if he, if I he think chokes the only the thing will save him. This, this it. Oh, if, if he chokes the league, he has to go. Has to go. He has to go. The only yeah. thing he has going for him was the league, and you half-assed it. You could have put it away with Almeria. You literally could have. You could have put it away. I think that's another thing about Barca too is I think they try trusting too many like of their past players to come in and manage the team. Like before Javi was who? Ronald Koeman, who was a past Barca defender. Like they just try, you know what I mean? Like they're just trying to stick to their roots way too much and it's just not it. Like even when Messi was like in his last couple of years at Barca, I remember Barca was fumbling games to teams like a real value deed or however the fuck you pronounce it and real social yeah. dad like it's like just it's, teams that they should thrash and it's, it's almost just, like they, they don't want to let go of their golden era like yeah they, it's they, just they like, have you know one I mean? like they, they have one finger bring, on it and they just don't want to let go they just want you know anything they, bring in, they bring in too many homegrown players from their past to come in and I think that's mainly from the success of Cruyff because Cruyff was the one that like was the former Barca player and then managed Barca and like established Barca as like the world's best team like during his era. And then ever since then, it's just been like, oh, yeah, let me just bring in our past players. And it just hasn't worked. Yeah. And it just like they just well, have to like change it. And the thing, too, is like. Like, if you're a Barcelona, like, how could you? I mean, obviously, the La Liga title matters, but like, at the end of the day, you want to win Champions League. Like that, that that's the end goal. Like, you you want to win Champions League, and you've you haven't made it out. You've been sent to your Europa League, and not even making it to Europe deep in Europa League. You're getting Fine. knocked out, and like, like you lost to Frankfurt last year, and now you lose to Man City, Man United. Which, granted, Man United is probably. They're playing at a Champions League level currently, so that was a tough match. Oh, and then Frank and then but, Frankfurt had more tickets sold to their fans than Barca did. That's yeah. another thing too. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like Barca is just like in total shambles the past 
Ever since Messi left, yeah. I don't know what's that, going that was on. The downfall. I mean, that, that was just it right yeah. there. I mean, you can. And the, the, the thing that was keeping them together. To but that goes to show you how you good have... Messi was keeping them together. Because they probably yeah. would have. You talk about the games that they fumbled when they still had Messi. Think about if he left earlier, if he was gone not so good earlier, you know, not performing like that. If it would have, it would have been, we would have been talking about this much earlier. And you know what's crazy too is like, they've been doing it pretty much all year and it it hasn't worked. I mean, you're, you're, it's working against lower level La Liga teams that you're beating up on, but anytime you face any real competition, they spot up is playing through the wings, man. I mean, the they just get exposed. Yeah. They it, get exposed. Like, yeah. and now, especially with Dembele, Dembele was your main, Dembele and Rafinha were your main guys, especially Dembele running down the flank and crossing it in. Now he's gone. They, they couldn't play through the middle, which is so crazy to me when you come being the coach of Xavi, like yeah, a midfielder, a what, midfielder, like uh, a like, midfielder yeah, yeah. who, and, yeah, and, and during his time played through weird. the middle with Iniesta and Fabregas. Like it, it's, it's crazy to me that you're playing through this wing and then you're just whipping it into Lewandowski. Yeah. And then and what is he supposed too, to do? Yeah. He's he's one v three and you're crossing yeah. it in constantly. They're like here. And, that's and, another and, you, know, and you know better. And you know Lewandowski. You two know Lewandowski better than anybody. Like when he was playing at Bayern, he was getting fed like and like, yeah. not through constant by, by crosses guys, and wing play. By, they get him, him all him, over. Right? Yeah, they got Muller <laughs> behind him. And yes, Lewandowski by, gets himself in good positions, but he's not going to yeah. score if if they're just triple teaming him and using him. Because Edgerton was Bayern. He did that at Bayern because they had other threats. Muller could score. They, yeah. you know, he wasn't just a facilitator. They had other guys who could always score. So they you yeah, couldn't just focus on Lewandowski. He needs his back to the goal and the ball at his feet, and you need to let him do what yeah. he wants to I, do. And that's like, the thing. Like I don't, I don't trust Gabby to score. I don't trust Pedri to score. No, um, Rafinha's got a nice like outside the box shot, but how often does he really ever hit that? I mean, yeah. it. And then you have Busquets, who looks like the dude is running in mud, and you really don't yeah. have anybody looks behind like him. Tire. You can tell, and they you, want him to can, come to Miami. Can, no thanks. Oh my god, I do not want him. No, I mean if it thanks. means getting if it means getting messy, then so be it. That's <laughs> but, another thing like, too. Like, yeah. why is why is Sergio Busquets, who's thirty six and literally looks like he can't play anymore, starting over someone like Franck Kessier, who's young? who has established himself for a few years now that he can play very well. Like, I just, I don't understand. That's another thing, too, about Barca. They're doing such weird, like, lineups, and they're doing such weird, like, they literally just don't change their style. Like, look, this is this was the I mean, you're the Barca fan, you know. They literally just play on the outside of the wings. They have Pedri and Gabby just pass the ball to the right or left wingers, and then they just whip it into the box. It's, like, it's so predictable, and it's so easy. And they've been doing it yeah. for years because Bayern has knocked them out of the Champions League the past three years in a row. And now you're in Europa League and you're still doing the same exact shit you just did three years in a row to Bayern. Man United obviously fucking found out your like your weakness. And yeah, they, like Trent Hogg's they not going to figure that one out. Yeah. When they're yeah, playing. Frank, the way they're Frankfurt playing. did the same shit too. Frankfurt found out your weakness and exposed you for it. I mean, it's like you're just letting these teams like just like throttle you because you don't want to change anything. Like, I'm sorry, but Busquets should have been out of the starting lineup <laughs> last season. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the dude looks like he like I was watching him Man United and it's just he looked like he was just in mud. But yeah, like yeah, like yeah. Barca signed all these players and then they don't even use them. Like, why are we taking Kunde out? Bro, look, why they is... put Ga- they put Gavi on the wing against Almeria. <laughs> they put yeah. like it they, just doesn't I'm looking at the like, they had all these players and then don't use Torres. them. To like, me, bro, why is Kessie not playing? Like, played last playing. week. No, I know, he but played, he should be playing yeah. over Busquets every single. They played game. him with Busquets. Yeah, they played him with them. <laughs> Honestly, the the one I've enjoyed the most is, is Dejong. Like Dejong yeah. is just to yeah. me, he, and, and that's he a, looks, and that's he's your most consistent. Dejong took a pay cut to stay there because he was going to go to United. Ten Hag wanted him, and he's <laughs> like, "No, I'm going to take a pay cut to stay." I'd be fucking pissed. You're out of Europa League. You barely are winning La Liga. Yeah, I'd be done. Like, like, it's like this dude just stayed, and you're like fucking him, pretty much. Like, you're not doing anything to help him. And he's playing solid. He's the only one to me that I feel like he, he's actually progressing. He the plays ball at the, the same. Middle. He plays at the same intensity and same level every single yeah, time. Yeah, and his intensity week is week in, awesome. week out. Yeah, week in, week out, you will get the same performance from Frankie De Jong than anyone else on that team. He will be so consistent for you because and it, no one else uh, has a chance though because they don't because they just they they're not starting every game like Kunde, Arejao or, or I'm sorry, Arejo, Kunde, Jordi Alba and someone else should be starting in the defense every single game. Like there should be no other defense. The midfield Christensen should always play. be yeah, Christensen. Um. I don't the know why Garcia be... played. Like, if anybody's seen Eric Garcia, like, dude's fucking terrible. Like, I don't know yeah. why. I don't know why Arujo was not playing. Like, that's yeah. and, and, and why is... Sergi Roberto was was in instead of Kunde. Like, that made no sense. Like, finish them. Yeah, Sergi Roberto. Yeah. When was the last time I've, I? I don't can't remember the last time I seen him play a game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bro, finish them. Like, they you pay like. A hundred times whatever Almeria's salary is, like finish exactly. them. Like they're not even in your league. You have nothing else to fight for. Yeah, they, they, they shouldn't game. even be competitive. Plain and, and simple. And and now you find yourself in a situation where you have your best players, Pedri, Dembele, Lewandowski, all out, and you have to play Real Madrid twice, and the league's not locked. You know, this is they have enough problems as as it is, and now they got to deal with with injuries. It's just it's gonna it's gonna be tough for them it is and to be on like i really don't get the pedri hype like i don't neither do i i never really understood it to be honest with you like, yeah. I, like he's not I, bad i'm not saying he's trash half of I feel it's like because... everybody's making out to be like he's gonna be the next fucking shabby like he's half like, of it really is that he's he's like one of the highest rated wonder kids and football manager for the past like two three years so anybody who like manages on the computer knows that basically all you have to do is sign pedri and he's and he's he's a goat like i signed Dude, him for my buying career even he's even, great even, in FM. Even, you know they give him so much the respect world cup. but even you know it's great because he made like, no progressive passes in the world cup for spain i mean a lot of that I can say with Luis Enrique and his the the system that he ran, but like I I don't know I don't I don't get the pet I don't think he's terrible I don't think he's bad I don't think he holds yeah. back the team but I don't think he's I think, I think incredible as as like either. I think Pedri's like number five on the list to be honest with you. I think like Musiala and Bellingham are like one and two. 
definitely. I think Kamavinga. I think Kamavinga is better than Pedri personally. I, I do too. I do too. Yeah. I like how Kamavinga so is starting I, to get more time I, too. I do like Kamavinga. I think Pedri's like five on the list. So I don't understand why Pedri is starting over like other people like every single game. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, too, like, I see they put Gabi on the way. That, that sounded, like, desperate. I, I don't know what was up with, like, not having Rafinha start. Like, that really confused me. He was at the Intermediate well. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that really confused me, but I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Um, Obviously, we got the Copadora coming up and then the Classico, but um, we can end it there, guys. Um we'll be around next week i hope you guys enjoyed the episode so well, how'd you guys feel about the first episode of real fans fc i like it i think it was yeah. fun i hope everyone yeah. else enjoyed i think right. i think we went in depth with all our topics yeah like we, yeah we very we went very in depth with some <laughs> yeah so we'll but, uh, clean, clean it up as it goes on but we got some yeah, big things first to talk time. about next week off on the top of our list is champions league we have uh first legs are over the second legs coming up so we have a lot to talk about with uh, the biggest competition in europe yeah get underway well, um if you guys don't know you can find us on all the social media same one as the previous podcast so feel free to follow those instagram facebook twitter and uh yeah we will see you guys in the next one peace out everybody later y'all